Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to another week of the Temple of Who podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. Jay Mapes, here, as always, with the bro Kings. Kings, Wade capped up. It's Durag Sunday. Um, you know, Derek Carr, save the Raiders season. Kings is in great spirits. <laughs> we need a good pick, bro. We're not making no playoffs, but hey, I've seen crazier things happen, man. Hey, so. The AFC's a mess right now. I just had to throw that out there. Derek Carr, uh, you know. Kings told me before we pressed the record button and car he trusts. So uh I did, not say, I did not say any of that. I did not say none of that. Stop lying to the oh. people. Oh, back once again, the homie Jordan helping us out uh with the audio video background, giving us little gambling tidbits, dropping some knowledge in here. Jordan, what's going on with you, my boy? Man, I'm just I'm chilling, just uh waiting to wake up tomorrow to hear that Cliff Kingsbury's been fired. Man, y'all, y'all both, y'all both in football hell. <laughs> hey, you got Mike McCarthy as your head coach, dude. You're just as hey, much. Listen, as listen, a... listen. When that new Call of Duty drop, you should have known it was gonna be ugly, man. Kyler, uh, oh, stop it. Kyler, <laughs> Kyler got bigger things to worry about right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get back on this basketball. I had to. I got. I got to run it up on y'all as far as I can before the Cowboys break my heart for the thirty uh, seventh year in a row. Um, getting to this NBA stuff. Let's talk Mavericks. I had to bring it up because before this season, I did my prognosis. Yeah. Um, it's weird, man. Outside of like the Holy Trinity, which is LeBron, Steph, KD, as far as having stands on Twitter, Luka might have to be right in that fourth spot and coming up fast. When I put in my preseason prediction that they were going to be a playing team at best, when I tell you the Luka, Lukaites, the Luka high. <laughs> Hey, that be vicious, man. Um, but I, I've watched a lot of Mavs games specifically to see if, if you know. I think Jay Kidd's a very good coach, but I wanted to see if Luca. I see a bunch of these teams with two or three guys I can give you buckets or carrying offense from time to time. The Mavericks don't have that. Uh, they have a very I, and going into the third quarter, I checked. They have a negative point five seven in the third quarter. Fourth quarter it goes down negative two. One of the worst second half teams in basketball, which surprised me, given that they have Luca, who's probably one of the best closers in the NBA. But the team is just not very good. Um, what do you guys think? Because I just, I just think they just—he does like we throw this out a lot. He just does not have enough help. Yeah, uh, that Brinson loss hurts, man. That <laughs> that that loss hurts, man. Like. It, you know, there would be a clear above 500, probably top four team with him there just for the simple fact that they got another secondary playmaker, a guy who they can use to run the offense and get buckets when Luka sits down. You saw how good he was against that Jazz team and how useful he was for that team. So 
when when he's not there, who do you rely on to create outside Luca? You rely on Spencer Diddley, you know, and uh, yeah, that's just not a good position for any team to be in. Um, you know, defensively, they got good they got good perimeter defensive play from um, from what I've noticed, um, at least dating back to last year. But again, no interior defense. Um, Christian Wood is not is not that at all. Um, just because he was six eleven, I don't know why people kind of thought he would be okay inside. Um, a lot of bigger guys or taller guys in the NBA are not good interior defenders, and Christian Wood is one of them. Um, you know, Powell uh, has been limited in, in interior interior wise. It's it's been noticeable for years now, even though he's. He's a solid guy in terms of he he always play gives max effort. He box out, try to board, but you know, interior defense, rim protection, he's not that. So they lack rim protection. Uh, you know, Christian was not a physical guy interior on the post defensive side of the ball against the teams with great bigs. And then you have the fact that, you know, they don't have a good secondary playmaker. So they're just limited on both ends for their ceilings. And it you just it just comes to what you see. Uh, outside of Luca Hero Boss, really not much. Uh, with Brunson, at least they would have could have you know diversified their offense, would have took stress off Luca, made them less predictable, and they probably would be a top four seed right now. But yeah, man, um, I wouldn't be shocked if if they're one of the people on the uh, Kyrie Irving sweepstakes after the end of the season. Mark Cuban is the type of owner to really not care about the backlash like that. So uh, and he knows he needs to get Luca help. So he for him it's the bottom line. You know whatever is going to get Luca the best chance to win is what he's going to be about it. That's a team that for sure needs someone like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, they just, I remember just, just before I passed to Jordan, just some, just some really bad losses. Uh, Pelicans without a bunch of guys out. Um, they lost to the Nuggets without Joker. Just some really, really bad losses going down the slate here. Orlando Magic, Wizards without Beal. Um, what, what does, what does the number, what do the numbers say about the, the, the Mavericks, Jordan? Well, I mean, they're, it's crazy because they are like it. They're an anomaly, dude. Like the data says they're like a top five team, but they're not a top five team. It's like the one team that you, you look at the data. And if this is for people that hate analytics, there's like the <laughs> one team you look at and you're like, this is why analytics don't work. Cause it, it doesn't make any sense. And it's true. I mean, Luca, I think Kings, he killed it, dude. Like he just hit the nail on the head again. And the fact that like, I can't believe I'm saying that Jalen Brunson is missing from this team because he's not helping the Knicks. You know what I mean? But <laughs> he's missing from the Mavericks. And it's a huge, it's a huge miss. But I, I think that they last year, I thought they caught fire. I thought the, or I thought they caught lightning in a bottle last year. And the fact that like I don't think they were as good as a Western Conference Finals team, but they just like shot the lights out against the Suns, dude. And it propelled them against the Suns. And then they fell back to earth against the Warriors and just got dog walked in that series. They they got to do something with building this roster around Luca because right now it's literally Luca and then nothing. I have to ask, I, I have to ask this question: um, How much of this is them failing to build something, and how much of it is Luca wants to play this way? That's a good point. I'm not in the locker room, so I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> But you have you have a solid point. But I thought like last year, second half of the year, they really turned things around. Jason Kidd got Luca to buy into playing defense first of all. Yeah, yeah. And you know he got him into you know taking a lot of stress off him, always having to do everything, right? So 
I, I honestly to answer that question, I have no, I have no clue. I'm just, I'm not in, I'm not in the Mavericks locker room enough to to know that. Based off everything though, from what I I see and what I know from the Mavericks, I would say that obviously Luca probably wants to do everything. That's what he likes to do, right? He's like the white LeBron. Um, but I, I see hard more than LeBron, but I, I get it. Nah, he's six seven, dude. I'm talking about as far as play, not makeup. I'm talking about as far as play style. Yeah, I mean, dude, I will say the one thing, dude. I, I cannot stand these guys that always complain, dude. It makes it drives me. Wild. Oh yeah, yeah, he's one of them. <laughs> it drives me insane, dude. And and Jason, you know, as a as a LeBron fan, you know, I feel obligated to admit that, <laughs> you know, because LeBron's like the biggest, uh, biggest one of them all. But at the same time, you know, Kings can vouch for this too. LeBron probably should get a lot more calls than he always has in his career. You know, especially, and, especially lately. Yeah, and one of the things he did do when he realized he wasn't getting, you know, the calls, there was a time where he just stopped complaining about it and would just keep attacking it. But then, like, it was one of those things where it got it got even more bad where it's like he had to, since he wasn't flopping no more, he had to find another avenue. So it was like, you know, he flopped in Miami. People complained. He stopped flopping. He wasn't getting it. So then he just started complaining to the refs. So it's kind of like the remedy to that situation. And, and Luca just complains. You know what I mean? That's where he's at. But at the same time, it's like he does what he has to do. I I don't know what to think of this Mavericks team. The one thing I will say about the Mavericks, though, before I pass it off, is that the Mavericks have been to a Western Conference Finals, right? Nobody cares what they do in the regular season. It's about what they do in the postseason at this point. So I think they got a little ways to go before we start to ridicule where they're at. Yeah, that's fair, but... Is it a Western Conference Final or is it the the Portland Trailblazers Western Conference Finals where they got good matchups and, they, and then they got blown out on the belt off the floor? You know what I mean? It's like I, I think that's a fair question to ask given the path they went there. And as we found out, Phoenix was going through a lot of uh, internal strife <laughs> when that uh, series happened. So uh, I don't I don't know, man. I just before the season, I, this I just not hindsight for me. Uh, I just I was like. I looked at every team in the West. Like these teams got better. Yeah. A whole bunch of teams got better, and they didn't. And you lose your second best yeah. shot creator. Like Brunson had a really big playoffs for them. His playoffs yeah. were were very good. All in all, a couple bad games, but he was key to those playoffs. They didn't they didn't fall off a cliff when Luca had to sit because he was a very good you know secondary option to have to to attack second units. And they just don't have that. I think Dinwiddie's a fine player, but. I think you want him as your number three. When he has to be your second best guy, I think your ceiling gets seriously, you know, lowered. And Maple, how 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 bad do you think uh, Dallas wish they would have just traded Brunson earlier? Because uh, remember, we had old boy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas, and he was talking about how they should have. And you know, he said Brunson went up to him directly and said, "Hey man, why are you putting me? In, you know, the trade talks." And <laughs> maybe you know, just Brunson felt you know a type of way about that, just didn't want to help him out, and just decided just to try to sign with another team outright. So, you know, you, you probably Dallas probably looking at it's like, man, we we probably should have sold high, you know, him and Tim Hardaway Jr. contract, try to buy a CJ McCollum or something. All right, so before we move on, what we we talked about what they don't have, um, what do they need, and what is a viable path to get there? Like, who's the who's the player that they can move? or a young prospect that they can move to probably get, you know, the, the wing or big, whatever you guys think they need. So what do you think they need, Kings? And, you know, do you see a path to it happening? I know you mentioned Kyrie in free agency. If they can create the cap space, 
I'm sure Cuba will make a pitch. You know, no taxes. We'll see. But what do you think they need? Well, and Ted Cruz loves him. Yeah, I mean, Cuba can pitch the whole free thinker out uh Texas people, you know what I mean? Come over here, you know, express your, express your thoughts type of, type of deal, you feel me? So, you know, he, he, he can definitely get him on board if he want to get him on board. I think that's – I think just because Kyrie's value is so low right now and he just fits the exactly what he needs, exactly what the Lakers need, because of the Lakers brand, I'm just not sure they go that route. But for like I said, with the Mavs, with Mark Cuban – you know, he's secure. He has money. He has his out business outlets tied up. You know what I mean? He's there in Texas. Like it's, I just, Kyrie just makes the most sense. I remember, remember uh, we talked about this in the summer. I think that was the Lakers number one uh, uh, obstacle in terms of alternate teams. Again, Kyrie, when, when they were, that trade went down was Dallas because they were looking for that. Uh, but mm. uh, you know what I mean? So I think they do go back and revisit that. Um, I think just, that's just the best I think everything else is just too costly right now uh, in the NBA, especially pre uh, prior to the next deal, which they know will spike up. I think that's why you see a lot of these deals. They want to get guys locked in so that they can have the cap room free up when the right, you know, right. cap goes up. Go ahead, Jordan. I mean, I think the player they need is Anthony Davis. <laughs> I, I talk about I realistic. Know, I don't know how feasible it is, but that's the guy they need. Um, but I mean, outside of that, like real realistic outlooks, I mean, I would look at uh, Wendell Carter Jr. from uh, Orlando. I think that's a realistic possibility. Miles Turner from Indiana. I think that's another realistic possibility. I think they need a big that can play screen and roll, screen and pop with Luca and can stretch the floor and can defend the rim. You know, that solves a lot of their issues right there in one shot. I'm not saying it's going to it's going to put them over the top, but it solves a lot of their problems. I think. Their problems run pretty deep, and this is the problem with having a guy like Luca, is that he's you're not bad enough to draft low. Yep, you're not good enough to draft. Like you're you're stuck in that middle, dude. Like like LeBron was in Cleveland. That's why LeBron had to leave Cleveland was because they couldn't entice free agents to come to Cleveland because it's Cleveland, Ohio. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland, and then on top of that, they couldn't draft anybody because they had shitty draft position the whole time. So I think Dallas is in that same position now. And it's on it's on Mark Cuban. It's on that front office to be able to bring in those guys. And I, I just don't know if that's a possibility. That's weird, man, because Texas seems like it would be a decent you – know I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's not a, a gigantic market, a big market. It's financially, uh, you know, friendly as far as the, the, the tax situation. You're playing with a superstar – so I'm wondering if they can't if they can get the space if they can't you know ring somebody and that would be interesting to see. You know, I think that's a that's a big thing is can they create the cap space? Yeah, I think that's the thing because remember with Dirk they got a lot of old uh, older uh, but still functional and good Hall of Fame uh, vets and all former All Star vets. That was because of the market because of the city, so they're able to build a really right. really good team around Dirk at that time. So they can't. It's just like you said, creating the cap space. So that they could they could go do that. Uh, that's really what it is at this point. Uh, but they, they're not. I think, like I said, they have they have outlets to look to. Miles Turner was another one that a lot of their fans was talking about in the summer. Of when I was on Twitter, when I remembered they was trying to get him. So that's a guy who logistically fits fits the mold. But so uh, between Miles and Kyrie, again, both you know other Laker targets as well. Though Dallas has always been the number one opposing team 
always connect to the guys Lakers one, but they have similar problems in, in a way. So right, uh, I, I will say this about Miles Turner: the price of the brick is definitely going up. Oh yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I was like, I mean, part of it might be he might be a contract year merchant, so we'll, we'll see. But it's, it's it's contract year merchant plus he an expiring contract, so that's right. always going to be valuable in the in of itself. So. Right. That's why I think Wendell Carter Jr. is more of a realistic target. You know what I mean? Like he's they got a lock him. They got they got Mo. They definitely want to keep Bo Bo now. Yep. So I think you're right about Wendell Carter Jr. possibly being you know uh, a gettable target. They need to do something though. They just they they can't keep chucking like I just the West. There's so many teams that are just like not great, but there are enough good teams to have yep. Dallas fighting for their lives for for playoffs. But I think that's what they need to be wary about. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on, I, I got to say, I have not heard much ab- about the Phoenix Suns, but every time I watch them, they're beating the snot out of somebody, Stop. and they're doing it without Chris Paul, Jordan's favorite point guard, who's overrated, but God bless him. Uh, true. I got Chris Paul's autograph basketball <laughs> sitting right next to him. Right uh, that's, that's a whole different discussion that could go for an hour. <laughs> we start talking about Chris Paul's legacy, but just the Suns. I'll tell you this: looking at this right now, so Boston's been, you know, running rough shot over the league, pretty much, right? Most dominant team thus far. They've got a seven point seven, you know, net rating. Phoenix is six point nine. Not too far behind. They they've been not as dominant, but not as eye popping dominant, but just flat-out beating teams, and they're clearly, I think, the West is really jumping right now, but they're the team that's kind of separated themselves. So are we kind of overlooking them, or is to the point that are the Suns in a spot where we just got to see you in the playoffs? I think you do in the regular season can impress. What are you guys thinking about the Suns right now? I I think the Suns, like, I think they're the easiest team to hate. They're fucking clowns. Sorry, excuse my language. They are absolute clowns. Period. Like the whole the Patrick the Patrick Beverly thing. Like the fact that DeAndre Ayton is standing over uh, Austin Reeves after Devin Booker blocks him. I mean, this is this is just adds on to them uh, having a parade after a Western Conference Finals on top of lifting weights and dancing after beating the Warriors in a regular season game. This team. Nobody cares what they do in the regular season. They're at the point where the Bucs were a couple of years ago, where the Bucs were like, they were just dominating the regular season, but couldn't get it done in the in the postseason. Nobody cares what the Phoenix Suns do in the regular season. I I don't. I I don't think this team is good. I don't think that they're oh, well, why, why don't you think they're good? Well, okay, I think they're good. I don't think they're finals good. Okay. <laughs> All right, I don't I don't think that they're championship level good. I think that this team, they treat every single game like a game 7 even though they shouldn't. This is a team that should try that should um be trying to establish great habits moving forward, right? They should try to rest up 
and get their best possible ball being played at the end of the year. And until further notice, they haven't proven that. Now, can they? Sure, they absolutely can. But they haven't. So where I, where I am is, I see what you're saying to an extent, but I think that building continuity is good. Like, I don't know if they need to be resting guys. Like, I, I have a thing with that. I think if you guys play them, I think they're really going to miss Cam Johnson in a player. He was really coming on. So if he can, it depends if he can come back. I know it's iffy as far as his availability throughout the season. And it's a tough injury to come back for in the same season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But it's hard to deny what I'm looking at. They're just a very – they. I think the biggest thing – remember – Utah a couple years ago where a bunch of teams went through a, a gazillion changes and they just kind of stayed the same. So they had a bunch of they, – the year they were the first seed, everybody yeah. kind of changed their entire roster and they stayed the same. They just had a bunch of continuity. Like, they're giving That's me similar vibes. Huh? That's how Phoenix was last year too. Yeah. And, you know, and I just – I don't – the playoff stuff is fair. But just look, look, looking at what I like, what I'm looking at now, like they've been like the most consistent team in the West thus far. Yeah, but I mean, like, look who they're doing it against, Jason. They're they're beating, you know, the Warriors at home. The Warriors have been trash on the on the road all year. They're beating the Timberwolves, the Clippers, who are decimated with injuries. I mean, it's not like they're beating these like great juggernauts by any stretch of the imagination. And at the same time, it's like I said, like. Nobody cares what they do during the regular season. Like they take the regular season super serious, right? And my type of team, my type of team. <laughs> okay, but I've seen the Bucks do the same thing, and then they they fold in the second round of the playoffs, and that's what the Suns did last year. The Suns were the best regular season team last year because, and they took it to heart because everybody told them that they were frauds to be in the Western Conference Finals. They shouldn't have been there. They took it to heart, and they were the best team in the West. And then they get smacked by. Luca and the Mavericks, who it, it's a joke that should have never happened. You know what I mean? Then you, you were talking about the strife earlier. There's still that strife kind of there. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I thought I thought that would hold them back this year, but there hasn't. Like the, those guys have played. Like Aiden's ankle looked good. He had a really big game against Utah last night. You know what I mean? So the great Utah. You know, you know me. I'm as soon as you know the Suns get in the playoffs, you know I'm rooting against Chris Paul. So um I'll tell you all this. As far as betting is concerned, the Phoenix Suns are always a good team to look at because you know they're going to play serious every night. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Kings, what do you think about the Suns? I mean, he, uh, Jordan hit on the head. Like, it's they take the regular season serious. Uh, they have they have narratives to play for in the regular season. Booker MVP recognition being recognized as a top premier talent in the league. I need him to hit that MVP, though. Please. Please. Yeah, uh, then you had Aiton, you know, who was playing for his his big deal last, you know, last season. Um, you know, this season he's trying to show that, you know, I mean, he got secured, but, you know, there's the narrative on him, both from the Phoenix aspect and how certain people don't think he's that good of a big. So he's trying to establish, you know, the tone going for the rest of his career. Uh, you know, CP3, obviously, is – He's playing more so for the ring, but uh, in the regular season, you know, he's not trying to do too much. So he's going to lean on these other guys who have, you know, chips on their shoulders and, and something to show uh, during this regular season. So, like you said, for me, um, 
I'm not moved by what they do in the regular season because at this point for them, it is about the playoffs. And more specifically because they have the recipe to be good in the regular season. They have a great, you know, first option who, who plays on the defensive end, who's at least above average on the defensive end at, at minimum. They have CP3, the great point guard, floor general. They got a great uh, big, two-way big. Uh, they got good wings. Uh, the depth is a little meh, but, I mean, it's, it's good enough, uh, you know, when you throw in all the, the great starters that they have and the good young wings that they have for them to be, a you know, a great regular season team. So it's, can you put it all together when it counts? That's really what it is for them. Uh, Cause you know, it, going through, going on three years of this, you know, you, you kind of turn into, uh, I mean, a lesser version of the Buffalo bills in the nineties. Like, okay. <laughs> Are you gonna close the deal this time? <laughs> I mean, are you gonna are you gonna finish the deal? Or, or or Maples in your in your case, the Dallas Cowboys of 2010? Are you gonna all right, you all, right all right, all right, all right, all the way? Like it's all it's, right. It's case, you know? <laughs> I, man, I just okay. I, I get what y'all saying. They they, they basically in show improved now mode. So. So you think Phoenix is going to end up with the Lob City Clippers and the early 2000s Kings as teams that just couldn't get it done? They could. I mean, I think the regular season for the NBA, in my opinion, is like for up-and-coming teams, for teams that have something to prove, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for teams to go out there and improve themselves, right? But teams that have been in the playoffs and been number one seeds, you know, been to Western Conference Finals, like I don't care what you do in the regular season. That doesn't that doesn't move me at all. What happen what moves me is when you play in, in April and May and June. You just need to get to that point and be healthy. Like what you do from now until then, it's irrelevant. You know, and there's a few teams that have that kind of pass, dude. The Brooklyn Nets, I still give that pass to because they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They have championship caliber, right? The Milwaukee Bucks. The Golden, Golden State, State Warriors, Warriors, you know what I mean? Like the Golden State Warriors, are, they've been one of the worst teams this season, but nobody's even talking about it because of who they are. Now, we're going to get to them next. Now they're on the rise. I'm about to say, so I thought you a great segue. I got you. We got it. Kings and Jordan think the Suns are fraudulent. Yep. Well, they're not fraudulent. They got to show them. They got to show them. They got to show the difference between them and Lob City and the Sat Kings is that their 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 core is younger than those guys, so they have they have more they have time on their side for them more time on their side for them to get it right because they they're doing it very young, but they have to go ahead and they have to get it right. And uh, what J- uh, Jordan just said exactly why you know as annoying as people thought it was, LeBron did that, those things in the second Cleveland stunt because when you're at that point, we don't care about the regular season really. Just get to the finals and try to win every year. That's really all people care about. So that's why you gotta you know not hustle, you know, and be, and be on the uh, thirty second segue on Twitter showing that you play bad defense here and there. <laughs> it's true. Got you. All right, so. Moving on to the team Jordan just mentioned. So ever since the Warriors, I'm not putting this all, just for, uh, full disclosure, I'm not putting this all on James Wiseman. Since they made that move to stop playing Kevin Sims to the G League, let him just get his reps there. Their net rating has gone up. Best starting lineup in basketball. Bench is stabilizing. They got DiVincenzo back. Um, they got better Kaminga minutes the last couple of games. Uh, definitely trending up for the Golden State Warriors. I got to ask you guys, 
This is what I'm looking at. The, the West, we're, we're going to finish off with this topic as far as what we think about the West, all this, you know, parody or teams are mid. I just, if they're, if the Warriors are right, I don't see them being seriously challenged this year. Like the benches, they have the best starting five in basketball. Like it's, it's, it's them. I think there's a gap. Then it's the Celtics. Then it's the Pelicans. Stop it. I, don't, I just, do you think they're, I'm talking about as far as the, the actual net rating of starting lineups. What about the Bucks? The Bucks have the number one net rating and they only have Chris Middleton left. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the, what the, as far as like, I, I got a set, I got a filter for minutes played and everything, but those are like up there. The Bucks was up there too, I believe. Like those are like the top five as far as starting lineup net rating, but the Warriors were first. Like it was like a gap between yeah. the number two was. Um, yeah. like, if they get their bench right, do you see them like being challenged at all by a team in the West? Kings, you want to go first? Man, you know they have they have they have the pedigree and they have the the mental edge over over all the teams. Um, unless the Clippers get healthy, um, it's very hard to see a team that's gonna <laughs> prevent them from getting to the top. I, I watched the game tonight because it was obviously my Wolves was playing, and the uh, you know <laughs> our, our our perimeter defense is not there yet. For us to contend with this team as old as as old as those people are over there and going to stay in, in the city, my team is not you know does not have the perimeter defense to to, to compete. Uh, so when you don't when you look at that, when you look at the fact that the Denver Nuggets best players is Jokic who has to play, and you look at how the Warriors gonna exploit that, you know they're not winning. Um, you know what I mean? As you just look at the Pelicans. First of all, B.I. and Zion can't even get on the floor together, and we're not even against the issues of having uh, Zion and uh, uh, Valanciunas try to guard Steph Curry and Jordan Poole. We're not even going to get to that point because they can't even keep their best guys on the floor. So all those things can said, man, I mean, it's just hard to see a team beating them outside of a healthy Clippers. And, you know, a healthy Clippers, like I said, is, is it's like seeing Bigfoot at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go <laughs> I stay on the floor. I mean, that's why all the Warriors fans they laughed when you know when people said the Clippers are dangerous. Like, bro, they're never on the court, and they were right. They're never on the floor. So, um, it, yeah, man, it's you know it's funny. It's funny. You know what the funny thing is? The team that I actually think can give the Warriors the the biggest challenge in the playoff series is actually the the, the dysfunctional okay. team in the nah, it's dysfunctional team in Los Angeles. I actually think the healthy Lakers. Could actually be a team that could actually give Golden State the best challenge in the Western Conference series, just because the way you know they defend with Anthony Davis and how versatile they can be with AD at the five. But I, but you know that's even a long shot anyway. So yeah, I mean it, they if they get it right in the regular season, they should have the path of least resistance come playoff time. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Except I would say healthy Portland Trailblazers probably give them the. I know, I know, I know. It's one of those. I, I like Port. I like Portland, Jordan. I like Portland. They just they got a lot of young guys. They, like it's stinky, but you know what I mean. Like, I think that Portland kind of their roster. They've tailored it to be able to switch everything and kind of play like a absolutely style. So I, I like Port a healthy Portland, but I think you guys are both right. Like the the Warriors might be beneficiaries of the West being so bad. You know. What so I, mean? I, I got a team I'm gonna throw out there. So, when this team has had their starting backcourt, I think they've lost one game or two games at the most. 
the Grizzlies. Exactly. Oh, how do, yeah. so that, how do we yeah, feel? Yeah. I mean, they've got the they they've had their couple you know, playoff runs. They're they're battle tested. Maples, I I cha- I change I change my I change my statement. It is the the Grizzlies are the the toughest matchup okay, that's for okay. the Warriors. That's, that's they are the toughest matchup dating back to last season. The Grizzlies have been the toughest matchup for the Warriors. I, I would put the Lakers second. Um, but the Grizzlies are definitely the toughest matchup. If they're healthy, that would be the hardest matchup. Remember, I said last year, Maple, I said the Golden State Warriors just have to survive Memphis. The and they they... <laughs> I said they just have to find the way to survive the Memphis Grizzlies and they're going to the finals. And that's what they did. So I, it's the same thing this year. They just have to survive the Memphis Grizzlies and they're going to the finals. Yeah, Memphis, got, they got to stay healthy. You know, yes. I think the same thing with the Pelicans, too. Like if the Pelicans are healthy, we're we're talking a whole different ball game in the playoffs, but I don't like the Pelicans because uh, Valanciunas and, and Zion guarding that pick. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that, it. That you know what? That's fair, Keith. That's what killed them against the Suns. No, it wasn't Zion. Zion couldn't play, obviously, but Val Valanciunas became unplayable because Chris Paul just had him on a string. Yeah, but they could play small with. They could play Trey Murphy and. Um, and have to play Zion, and he has to chase people around on screens. Yeah, but. Yeah. I'll say this, Zion. Aside, aside, outside the bad clips they put on Twitter, he's been a, he's been a league average defender. Oh no, I, I, it's, yeah. it's not that. It's not that I don't think he's that he's league average. It's that his trait, his good traits, are not going to be effective against Golden State. You know what I mean? Like that. that that's that's just, he can get he can get bigs into foul trouble easily. He can, but he needs to be able to chase guys. You know well, what I mean? He, he needs to he be did. able to blow up passing lanes. Y'all know I have adopted the Pelicans as my second team. I'm trying to tell y'all. So in games that Ingram and Zion start and finish, they're seven and three. Seven seventy percent winners will have them at the first seed right now. Unfortunately, yeah. there's 19 games. So for half the season, one of them has been out or got hurt over the course of the game and been forced to not leave and not finish. If they only play 52% of the games together, they're going to be a playing team again. Like that's the Kings already said it. They those two have to stay on the floor, or they they will will never see the ceiling. So go ahead, Joy. Let me ask you guys this: If you're the Pelicans, you obviously own the rights to that Lakers pick. Do you try to move that and maybe somebody else and try to get an established player? The only thing with that is you have to decide how much into the cap is Benson going to go because they're a small market team. She does own the football team, so I'm sure Buddy's not the issue, but. For teams like that, I was like the Clippers would just do it. If they were making better, Walmart was like, you know what, send me the tax bill, whatever. I got it. Mm-hmm. But I think we're just going to trade a pick and take in salary like that. I think they have to figure out how much of this they're going to take in. But I also think you have to figure out. I think that pick's true value will be seeing the Lakers have a hellacious December. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they, they, after December, we'll see how valuable that pick really is. And then I think the Pelicans will decide by then. Another tough part of that is if you can't keep Zion and B.I. on the floor, you can't even get enough data to assess what you really need to change. You know what I mean? Great so that's the other tough part. Like, it would just be guessing if you can't keep those two on the floor. Great like, B.I. Is, like, is doubtful tomorrow. Like, he hurt his toe. He's doubtful tomorrow. He's not going to play tomorrow. So that, that'll be half their games. They play her just walking into the stadium on like it's like, yeah, it's just like that. That is my guy. But I'm like, dude, both of them, him and Zion, like they're like, you too young for this, man. This is like your prime 
play 70 games a year days, early 20s, mid 20s. This when you play 70, 60, 70, 65, 70, 75 games. So, Jason, what would you do if you were running the Pelicans? What would you do? It's tough, man. It's, it's a lot of money invested in those guys. It's, it's, it's tough. You, you got to kind of ride it out. I mean, when they've been on the floor, the product, the, the tough part is when they've been on the floor together, the product's been great. Well, you like, just said the data is too small. Huh? You just said the data is too small that you're guessing. So I said, I said, when they've been, I said, when, I said, but the thing is that with the sample size you've gotten, it's been really good, is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. But that's the only thing, like, well, we can ride this out. We'll see. So would you, get, the, would you take the gamble and, and add to it? I would see after December where I am. I think when you going into the new year, closer to the all-star break, when these teams, when this bunch of teams that are you know, two games between first seed and eighth seed, when that starts to break up and we see some separation, I think, you know, you'll have to assess it then. Good point. I just I, the only thing I don't know about is I like CJ and Spurts. Only thing with the in Pelican games, he either gets too shot happy or too pass happy. He doesn't play the game in front of him. It's like he's either in scoring mode or passing mode, and he either takes skips out on really good shots that he should be taking, or he takes bad shots because he's just in the scoring mode. He's just not a natural point guard. He's trying though. He's trying to make it work. He's being a good vet trying to make it work as the pseudo point guard of that team, but it's been an adjustment. But with that being said, they have, when they have, when they're fully healthy, they can contend with anybody. But like King said, man, it's hard to take them seriously when your two best players can yes. only play half the games. Like that's just not, it's just not feasible. I mean, if it was up to me, if you had to take a wild guess, I would just trade for Miles Turner because, you know, I'm looking at my team how we match up against uh, the, a team like the Warriors, you know, I mean, we need a guy who's going to be able to, you know, defend, be able to dance on the perimeter a bit, but also is going to be able to rim protect and is going to be able to space the floor on the other end. So he complements Zion both offensively and defensively. Um, that's, I mean, that's an automatic no-brainer to me because regardless of anything else, you know you need that to help Zion reach his full potential. And, uh, you know, we talk about ZI, BI and Zion, and that's great for them developing their team and going forward. But like we said, if you're talking about going all the way and beating the Warriors, we need guys who are going to be able to chase guys off screens, going to be able to stay on the on string, going to be able to rim protect and blow up pass lanes, play smart offensively and defensively. Um, so it, that's that's really the thing with me is like they just don't have the roster construction to go up against Golden State. And the only team that does – on offense and defense is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I think Lakers defensively can actually give them trouble with their point of attack pressure from their guards and with AD in the back, you know, to switch. But again, they don't have good spacing. So Golden State would be. <laughs> yeah, what say. So, other, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to score against the Warriors. Right, yeah. So they only have one side of the equation figured out. They don't have the other. Grizzlies have both. Uh, but they would. Yeah, so you know that's just the hardest matchup for him. If, if Dylan Brooks wasn't a knucklehead offensively, yeah, I'd that's com- I feel comfortable picking the Grizzlies. But when he gets into big situations, he really thinks he's he put that twenty four on for a reason. Yeah, he's the Drake of basketball. <laughs> nah, he really does think he's a hand. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing last playoffs, I really just think anybody was able to is any player was able to give that type of green light that wasn't a star. It was pretty shocking. What they've enabled him to do there, the Drake of basketball, dude. I'm telling you. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he plays 
halfway smart basketball with John Moran being there for the whole series. They got they got the best chance to to beat the Warriors. That's the only other dark horse contender I would see being the Warriors. Um, because just, you know, I, I just don't think the Clippers are being healthy. So I, I just right. can't go with that ever. Jackson got to be healthy, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're easing him back in. But the, the games I've seen, he's been okay to just uh, – he's not playing back-to-backs right now. They're easing him back. But I think he's trending the right way. He came back early. So that's a good sign always for how he's feeling. I trust Memphis being healthy because they've shown they can put a healthy – and manage guys to get out there. You know, Clippers have not shown that. Like, I don't know. Outside of the bubble season, they have not shown that at all. So we kind of already fake way segue into this naturally with the conversation. Good job, guys. Um, but let's get into the West as a whole. So we, I think we already agreed that Memphis was probably the biggest threat to Golden State's crown when all is said and done. Um, barring some trades, injuries, that's always going to be the biggest factor health to me. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But right now, Phoenix is sitting at one. This is about a quarter into the season, 20 games in. Phoenix is sitting at one. The tenth seed is Minnesota Kings Timberwolves. They're three and a half back. So between the two seed and the tenth seed is literally two games, a quarter into the season. Um, is this parity? Teams being mid, figuring things out. Is the West just going to be you know heavy like that all year? You expect some separation. Um, what, what what do you guys see going on in the West? My my takeaway is that. The team who stays the healthiest are going to grab those spots because I think those teams are are evenly matched, a lot of them, and a lot of it for the playoffs is going to be how styles make fights. Yep. So I think it's not going to be in the home court. I think it's going to be depend, not going to be that big of an issue. It's match going to be up, match up, match up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So what do you guys think of all this parity in the West so far? And who's kind of, you know, you think will separate themselves as the season goes on? I mean, I think, uh, you know, Memphis hasn't been healthy all year. They still got to get Zaire Williams back. He hasn't played one game yet. I like Zaire, man. He was big last year as a rookie, man. They almost, he was big. I mean, especially against us. Yeah. Took uh, the words right out of the mouth. I said he was big He was big on what they wanted to do, right? Six, eight wing, hella long, shoot the ball. Um, And then, obviously, Jackson's got to get healthy. Desmond Bain's got to get healthy. Portland, I I said I think that they're pretty good too. I I think that they they established their roster to the point where I think that they can contend with the Warriors and the Grizzlies. To be honest, I think when all is said and done, if the Pelicans aren't healthy, like I would I would say, uh, all said, all healthy, you know, in a you know a vacuum, I would say the Warriors, um, Blazers. Grizzlies, Pelicans are the top four teams. Mm. So you're not buying the sack thing? No, they don't play defense. Defense is too bad. Okay, that's what. <laughs> okay. They got to they they make a trade for a, a defender. <laughs> bad. Huh. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, nah. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. I, you know, I want to look at this. I, I'm looking at the, the Lakers got to got to throw those two picks out and give AD and Brown a chance, especially if they're going to play like this, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's right there, but I think those are those are a good bet for the top four teams, though. I think the Lakers is, is actually closer than people think actually being, you know, what they need to be to come out the, the West because the NBA as a whole is kind of wide open right now. 
and there's no clear cut uh, outside of the obviously the Celtics and the and the Bucks, but you know you they don't have an overwhelming star advantage. So if you can at least get a decent team around your two co-stars, you can you know c- compete. But uh, my my thing with the West, I think the top four, uh, the top four uh, in the West, I got the Warriors, I got the Suns, I got the Nuggets, and I got the Blazers. Um, I think those are the top four. Um, I was going to ask you about the Nuggets. I was going to ask you about the, you didn't put the Nuggets in your drug guys. Why why you didn't put the Nuggets in there? Yeah, I just I don't think that they can play good enough defense. To be honest, they're twenty six in defensive rating right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and, that's uh, fair. They've been, they've been inconsistent. Fairly, yeah, they're very inconsistent defensively. I just I don't think they're there. Man, I just man, I just I want to believe in the Pelicans, man, but they, they can't keep their two guys on the floor. I am gonna be all consciously optimistic with the Clippers. Like that team when like they started out rough, they're playing a lot better lately. Uh Zubak had a 30-30 game today out the blue. On Miles Turner, coincidentally uh, <laughs> enough, 30, 31, and 29. And he fouled out with like six minutes left. It was like very crazy, the game he was having. Um, I think the Clippers are that fourth team. So I'm going to go Phoenix, Denver, Memphis, and then the Clippers. That's going to be my my fourth team. And uh, after that, I got Portland and New Orleans the next two for now. But, you know, it's – like Stephen A. Smith for Stephen A. It's the list is fluid. The list is fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. It always is. It always depends on health, man. You know what I mean? Especially in the end. If, if health permits, Clippers are a top two team in the West, but they're never healthy. Like, it's just, what can you do? <laughs> I, w- I would put the Pelicans, like, I don't know what I would set the odds at, but I would bet that the Pelicans will be healthier than the, than the Clippers come down to it. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Man, those are two least healthy. If all the teams competing for the playoffs, them the two least healthiest teams. I wouldn't take any of those. <laughs> that's why. None, that's why none of them are top four. <laughs> put none of them in there. Yeah. Um. Man, make sure you follow Jordan on Twitter. Jordan rules TSP Kings, bruh. Uh, we will see if Elon let him off the hook. We'll get that. I'm gonna come back. back to- <laughs> I'm making a new one though. So okay, it, making it, a new one. I'm uh, probably gonna make it tonight, actually. All right. So Kingsley will be back. Me, JJ Maples, fifty-five underscore MST. Um, I got my OnlyFans ring light. You know what I mean? We be tapes go on YouTube. So uh, <laughs> that's why I was a little brighter today than I am as usual. So we might put this stuff on YouTube. Kingsley going uh with with the do rag for the look. Let you know we really get get it out the trunk the temple of hoop um make sure you make sure you guys follow subscribe to the pod uh drop comments leave us feedback we appreciate all of that and you guys be safe and we are out of here hold on, hold on before we go before we go jason lebron 1016 points away from uh breaking cream's record over under 39 and a half games till he get till he breaks the record both of you Man, I don't, I don't be betting like that. That's you, you, you the gambling guy on this show. You tell us. I know, but I'm, I'm setting the line. I'm setting the line. Thirty nine and a half. What do you guys think? Over or under? Next thirty nine and a half, or next thirty nine and a half that he plays. Ah, thirty nine and a half that he plays. Thirty nine and a half that he plays. Okay, okay, okay. Then I'll go. I'll go under. If it's thirty nine and a half that he plays, I'll go under. Thirty nine and a half games. I could definitely, because I could definitely see him taking a couple days. Let's go. Hey, when he breaks that record, I'm gonna be unbearable for at least a week. 
I bet you will. We'll make sure to not have you on. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, life is good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> y'all be easy. We out of here, man. Yeah, peace, y'all. Yeah.